Welcome to Authentic Conversation with Kim. That song just was um, available to me, and it was just so um, nice. And so, again, welcome to Authentic Conversation with Kim. You guys know it's a hybrid, so from day to day, and as time would permit, I really don't know which way I'm going to come from, but you know it's coming from a good place and a genuine place and an authentic place. As um, always, thank you so much for allowing Authentic Conversation with Kim to be a part of your day. And I do truly, truly appreciate you. Um, This has been pulling on me for the last couple of days. And so I just decided to, um, I guess, submit to the pulling, right? So then I could just move on with my life (laughs) and I could just share Um, with you um the interesting thing real quick about the song is that most of the time we hear it and i had never um heard the lyrics to it i've just heard the refrain which is you can't be god's given no matter how hard you try the more you give the more he'll give to you just keep on giving um And so oftentimes it's played at a time of tithes and offerings and just to encourage people to know that as you you give, God will um, bless you and honor you. But then there's this part in the lyrics when he's talking about all the things that God gives to us, the help and the strength that we get. And so I just wanted to just bless God and thank him for being a good God and an awesome God. And oftentimes we do things and not knowing how you know it's going to come back to us and so and my thought in the song in addition to why it's normally used but just those intangible things that we do you know saying hi giving a smile making a phone call saying a prayer worshiping praise you know those things that we don't often um look at as giving and knowing that god will honor it and um bless us and then Um, somewhere in scripture it's just like you know we give earthly gifts and you know God gives us so much more than that and if we know how to give earthly gifts to those people that we love why would he withhold any good thing from us and so I just wanted to um, pause and say that Um, 
So, you know, guys, occasionally I will read um, scripture. Occasionally I'll read a scripture. I just find it fitting because it's the weekend um, and it's Sunday. And so if you're not getting any word and getting any church or opening your Bible, whatever, this is, you know, you can do your check mark on um, this podcast for that. Uh, so I'm going to read Ecclesiastes 3. You guys know if I've read this before. It is one of um, my most memorable um, scriptures and one that is really, really dear to my heart. I've mentioned it before. A lot is because it's very poetic, but a lot of it is because it is just so applicable to life in and of itself. It deals with, in my opinion, all facets, all corners of it. And so I will begin to read. And I'm reading from the King's James Version. You know there are, oh my goodness, there are so many versions of the Bible. And and I've probably mentioned this before. You know, we have to be mindful. I don't discount the different versions. And I know that people, most ministers and preachers use it, you know, according to what their message is and what it is they're trying to convey and, you know, not wanting to be lofty at times or just wanting to simplify a thought. But I'm also mindful that we have to be um, careful only because I personally believe, Kim, you know, sometimes um, I'm going to use the word watering down, if you will. The word takes away from um, the girth, takes away from the point, you know. And again, it's just my particular opinion. And um, I could be very much wrong. And then it may also um, deal with the chapter or the verse, you know, and which which they're trying to expand or, you know, um, make more understandable. And so I just say that. Okay, let me read. To everything there is a season and a time to every purpose under the heaven. A time to be born and a time to die. A time to plant and a time to pluck up that which is planted. A time to kill and a time to heal. A time to break down and a time to build up. A time to weep and a time to laugh. A time to mourn and a time to dance. A time to cast away stones and a time to gather stones together. A time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing. A time to get and a time to lose. A time to keep and a time to cast away. A time to rid and a time to sow. A time to keep silence and a time to speak. A time to love and a time to hate, a time of war, and a time of peace. What profit hath he that worketh in, that within he laboreth? I have seen the travail, travail which God hath given to the sons of men to be exercised in it. 
He hath made everything beautiful in his time. Also, he hath set the world in their heart, so that no man can find out the work that God maketh from the beginning to the end. I know that there is no good in them, but for a man to rejoice and to do good in his life, and also that every man should eat and drink and enjoy the good of all his labor. It is the gift of God. I know that whatsoever God doeth, it shall be forever. Nothing can be put to it, nor anything taken from it. And God doeth it, that men should fear before him. That which he hath been is now, and that which hath been is now, and that which is to be have already been. And God requireth that which is past. And moreover, I saw under the sun the place of judgment, that wickedness was there, and the place of righteousness, that iniquity was there. I said in my heart, God shall judge the righteous and the wicked, for there is a time there for every purpose and for every work. I said in my heart concerning the estate of the sons of men that God might manifest them and that they might see that they themselves are beasts. For that which befalleth the sons of men befalleth beasts even. One thing befalleth them as the one dieth, so dieth the other. Yea, they have all one breath, so that a man have no Criminous above a beast, for all is vanity. All go into one place, all are of the dust, and all turn to dust again. Who knoweth the spirit of man that goeth upward, and the spirit of beast that goeth downward to the earth? Wherefore, I perceive that there is nothing better than that a man should rejoice in his own works, for that is his portion. For who shall bring him? To see what shall be after him. As they say in the church. I have read Ecclesiastes 3. In its entirety. May the Lord add a blessing to the reader. And the hearer of his word. And as I would say. Sanctify it in our hearts and in our souls. The reason why this is pulling on me. Is that. Time part. I think that we wrestle with time and as fitting as we are about to spring forward within a few, I thought it was interesting that I've been having this pull because again, time, it says wait for no man, right? Time and tides wait for no man. You ever been at the beach and you trying to swim or you trying to get out the water and then the tide come and hit you and you like, okay, really, like I'm, I'm going, I'm getting out the water now kind of thing. <laughs> um, and in regards to what we are currently viewing and most are experiencing right now is war. We've been seeing it. The word is war, 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 war. And then you have people, ironically, and I just said yesterday, 
And y'all know, I just said yesterday that I'm going to keep my peace, right? And it's a different kind of situation. And again, I think that we wrestle with the concept of time. Solomon is the author or noted author of Ecclesiastes. And Solomon is the son of King David. And Solomon became a king. And when Solomon became a king and he got to ask God for anything, he asked God for wisdom. And because he asked for wisdom, God granted him that and much, much more. He was already going to inherit a kingdom. So he didn't have to ask for riches or anything like that. He didn't even have to ask for accolades. He didn't have to ask for women. He didn't ask to have to ask for any of those things because he was already going to inherit that. So he asked for wisdom because he wanted to be able to, and this is me thinking, he wanted to be able to do the job properly. And he knew that as king, his thoughts and his actions would be important. And so I think that because he didn't ask for anything other than to help and to guide and to, you know, be a good king, God granted it and God honored it. Scripture says that there will be no one ever as wise as King Solomon. Now, please get me right when I say this. As much as I have been fortunate to study Scripture, to hear sermons and preach and you know, be in Sunday school and so on and so forth, I still have questions. I still aim to figure out and um, rightly divide and understand mankind with God. Because as you read about Solomon's life and even as you hear what people say that he had inherited his um, dad's Issues, which was with women. Remember King David with um, Bathsheba and, you know, these men and men were able to have concubines and so on and so forth. And Solomon, although he was able to build the temple, his dad wasn't able to build it because he had blood on his hands. It says that um, Solomon built the temple. And again, guys, um, Bible scholars and stuff, if I got it wrong, if I misspoke, if you do some research and, you know, please correct me because I don't want to be speaking wrong or incorrect about scripture or um, anything that is pertinent to our better understanding of life with each other and life um, with ourselves and life with God. And, you know, so please, ACWKIM at Outlook.com. But Solomon had a problem with women and so... That was his downfall, irrespective of whether or not he had wisdom and had a moment of wisdom and a great moment of wisdom um, as scripture would depict. Time. And what I find interesting is that 
time for everybody. Like for tomorrow, time is going to change for everyone. Everyone. Time is going to change now. You can decide not to change your watch. <laughs> and somebody was like, make sure you, I'm like our phones and our computers, everything changes time for us. We don't, I mean, you might have to change stuff on some um, analog things, but other than that, the time is going, they're going to push you forward whether or not you want to go or not. It's going to happen. Um, so that's not something that we really have to be concerned about. However, we do know that it's going to, it changes for everybody. Time changes. You know, there's this song I like um, by Walter Jackson. Everything must change. Nothing stays the same. Says the young become the old. And da 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 um, And then it says things that you can be sure of. There's things that you can be sure of within time, right? And in scripture, it just clearly say it's a time. It's going to be a time for everything. I thought about um, the time for embracing and the time to refrain from embracing. During the last two years, we have had to refrain from embracing. Like, we just had to. You know, ain't everybody was suspect. Everybody was looked at crazy. You can't cough. You can't sneeze. You know, you can't You can't have runny eyes. You ain't have, you can't have no allergies or nothing. You know, we refrain. And if you didn't, you know, even when you had your mask on and stuff like that, people, you know, I'm deficient in hugs because of this. But, you know, people are now very offstandish in regards to each other because of what we've just recently experienced in regards to the pandemic. So we had to refrain from embracing, you know, um, and I think that we have to be mindful of the time. So therefore, we're not caught off guard or out of order or, again, not moving according to the season in which we are called to be in or we are in, right? And right now you have people and there is a time for war. Now, another thing I could say is that we can escalate time, right? Like we can, we can make it like I have my, I have my clocks personally um, fast so I don't be late. You know, it gives me a little bit more time in my mind, but I'm on time. So, you know, that's what I do personally. So we can escalate things. It may not be the right timing, you know, for certain situations. And then therefore we don't really get the outcome that we want, but eventually somehow it works out. So even as the time of me setting my clocks a little fast or whatever, and I get there and, you know, I'm waiting and I'm waiting patiently or whatever, eventually the meeting is going to happen, right? And then sometimes you just could be too early and then you don't want to be late. Me, I'm just, I just don't like to be late. I'm, I'm mindful of people's time. You know, that's just been a thing of me and which I'm appreciative of. I think it's respectful. You know, I like people to be mindful of my time. Um, and when people say time is money and all this other stuff that they say, I don't, I don't disagree with it. Um, but it is what it is. And so when I think about knowing that we have all of this to do and we figure, well, it's not enough time to get it done. I think that 
there is enough time to get it done. I think that we have to be able to pace ourselves. I mentioned this before too, that how culturally and the world, when I think about the world culture and culturally, they tell us that we supposed to have done this by this time and done this by that time and done this by this. And, you know, and it puts this undue burden on people because again, you're working in world time and not in God's time. And so that's the hardest thing to really gather and not to feel um, inadequate or feel less than or feel deficient or feel like you haven't accomplished something because again, oh, you were supposed to do this within four years or you supposed to be married by now. You supposed to have children or you supposed to have a wife or you supposed to this, that, and the third by this time or, you know, you're too old or you're too young and all this stuff. And it just puts this undue burden on us. And don't get me wrong. I am a, I am a believer of goal setting. I am a believer of um, time management. I am a believer of um, these things that they have um, placed in us to help us organize. And, you know, we got calendars. We got all this stuff that we have to help us to keep mindful of time. And yet, and still, we have to be considerate of there's something else that's working with us in regards to that, you know, and I try to balance it out. I try to gauge what it is that I should be doing and what should be happening and not getting, you know, so caught up in other people and what they doing and how they doing, if they doing it or whatever, like it has nothing to do with me personally, you know, um, and I'm glad that people have been able to accomplish things within record time or within a time that they set and with, um, their goals that they set, you know, and I've been fortunate on my end as well, but I think some, sometime we can get caught up in looking at other people, and trying to compete. And again, it could be different leagues. You know, it could be different things that's going on that have allowed people to do certain things. And so we have to be very mindful of that. Looking at other people's, you know, trying to walk in other people's shoes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, or trying to say, okay, well, I want that life. And you really don't know what the work that they put in in order to get that life, what struggles, what, you know, they did in order for them to even get to where they, where they are. And so it goes to that, you know, place of, you know, standing in your lane and cultivating your own garden, you know, watering your own grass and watching that grow and then doing what you supposed to do in order to make that happen. Another thing that end up coming up my mind in regards to this was, um, is it philosophy? It's philosophy. And I think about Plato and Socrates and Machiavelli. I think about them and basically I had got caught up in philosophy and I really enjoyed the read. It's still, it's very poetic and it's, and I mentioned this before, it's this divine language and it doesn't talk about God and Jesus Christ in regards to salvation or anything like that. But it does talk about divine connection. And it talks about being 
led by that connection, that spirit kind of thing or whatever. And what comes to mind is that they were often talking about men, and I say mankind, who can really get beside themselves. And if they're not careful, end up having a real bad downfall because me personally, they have no accountability. Y'all hear me speak about that all the time, right? And then I think about Solomon, like how do you go from, and this is where my questioning come in at. Help me, Lord Jesus. How do you go from being a man after God's own heart, which was David, to being this person who is not where you're supposed to be, doing what you're supposed to do, being in the wrong place at the wrong time, and then how it ends up totally rippling effect to where you have to find yourself repentant and asking God to forgive you, right? Same thing like Solomon. How do you go from being this person who God is so proud of and grants this wisdom to, to being somebody who allows over, I think he had over 800 concubines, if I'm not mistaken, correct me if I'm wrong, to allowing their gods and being with foreign women in order to, and then tainting the very temple that you was fortunate to make. And that's what I find that we have to be careful of. I thank God, you know, and I, hallelujah, I laugh because we don't want to really talk about God. We don't really, it's too much, right? And you know, there's a scripture somewhere in the Bible Whereas it's with Moses, whereas the uh, children of Israel actually told him, no, we don't want to talk to God. You go and talk to God. Like we nah, we not doing any of that. You talk to him because he's so powerful, so mindful and all this stuff. They didn't even want to deal with God. Hallelujah. And these was the people that God chose to be his people. And so I asked these questions because as a person, as a human, as mankind, I'm just intrigued, you know, and you always have to say, but for the grace of God go I, I don't understand how men, and I say this and I say mankind, when I say men, I'm not just talking about males, but when men, but mostly it is males, <laughs> but men, how you get beside yourself. And how you get beside yourself is, is because, I'm asking the question now, it's not rhetorical, right? I'm answering the question because from my view, because you have no accountability, because your ego has gotten the best of you, because the enemy is, or you got that, you know how them cartoons, you got this angel on this side, and then white and you got the angel on the side and red, red with the horns and talking to you and telling you and pushing you or whatever. And you want to listen to one as opposed to the other. I just We just talked about this a couple of weeks ago. And allow it to get the best of you. 
And it's just so unfortunate. I watch um I watch Columbo still. I watch Madlock. I watch a lot of um shows like that. You know, criminal shows with detectives and stuff like that. And I love me some Columbo because you already know if he see you like three times, you guilty. But what I find so interesting is that most of the people who he had to investigate or who have committed homicide or done something heinous or horrible, they had houses, they had cars, they had wealth, they had positions, they had, you know, they had um, talent. They, you know, they have what one person would look at and say, oh, you got everything. And just because they have made an error or mistake or somebody trying to blackmail them or they trying to do something else that they risk all of what they have for one moment in time because they lose it all because you're going to jail. You know what I'm saying? You lose it all. And so I just, you know, I think about the mind of us. And my hope is that we, us, would one, be mindful of the seasons that we're in. And what I like about it is because it changes. It's never forever you will mourn. It's never forever you will weep. It's never forever you will cast stones. It's never forever you will be at war. It's never forever. You know what I'm saying? You will hate. never forever there's a time for it and so because there's a time for it we learn to cope and endure the best way we can in those times in order to be able to come out on the other side better having gone through what we have to go through I think about Job all the time you know when he's saying you know, should we just take good from God? How wonderful. Y'all know I live in a utopia. <laughs> I live in my bubble. You know what I'm saying? Like, yes, Lord, just just good, 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 good. Keep the icky and the bad away. That's my hope. That's my prayer, Lord. In the name of Jesus, however, and as much as I would pray and as much as I would ask, it still exists. And I don't like it. I don't. I don't like it. But I'm coming to understand it a little bit better. And if it is to weed out the evil. If it is to expose the wicked. You know, if it is to purge, if you will then we you accept it for what it is i thought it was interesting um about and i think about job and i think about his wife and people always i mean i'm telling you people do one thing and that's what they known for you you could do other things but that one bad thing and that one thing that makes somebody turn their eyes and look at you sideways like that emoji you know for that doubting thomas he doubted one time he believed at some point he had experienced jesus but he still called doubting thomas you know um hallelujah 
but she said cuss God and cuss your God and die and people frowned upon her on that but I'm saying to myself do y'all not understand and no but that's the only part in the Bible in the book of Job unless again correct me if I'm wrong that you hear about this lady that you hear about his wife and yet and still everything he lost she lost so nobody is really talking about the fact that this woman lost her children. She lost stock, all oxen, all that stuff. Everything he lost, she lost. But the story is just focused on him and her in that comment. And what I perceive is that apparently she didn't have as much girth and faith that he had. Right? And then again, and that's the thing, scripturally, you don't know if the next man next to you, your husband, your wife, your spouse, or whatever, there's a song, I pray we all be together, we all, I pray we all, I pray we all something, I, you know I love this song, I can't even think about it, I pray, I can't think about it right now, but anyway, and it's like you could be laying next to your spouse, and the Lord come, because there's a time for that too. And because you go and the person don't go. And the scripture is talking about you don't even know if you're going to save your whole household. You don't even know if somebody's going to be saved. I, you know, I pray for preachers and ministers and pastors because, again, and people who, you know, aim to share the word of God and stuff like that because they do it with this fervor and they do it with this can concern. At least most of them that I know do. And, you know, you want to see change and you want to see transformation in people and stuff like that. And you may never see it. If you even think about Martin, all the work that he did, you don't get to say, we don't get to say somebody else's faith or somebody else's walk or how they're going to believe or perceive God. But what I know that we can say as we look at each other, we can surmise and we can tell people's earnestness we can tell i mean people people got high school diplomas first of all let's start with that but we can tell people's genuineness we can tell from patterns and behaviors and from comments and what i will say to y'all know i'm a big fan of time always tells and just the other day it's been some few years i hadn't talked to somebody in a while and a lot of things has transpired since i last talked to them but I promise you, when I spoke to them, within that conversation, they felt the need to share with me something that I already knew. I knew it. I knew it with everything in my heart. I knew it. And they confirmed it to me. And this had been years. I've just recently spoken to the person years later. But again, I go to time. I had somebody tell me, you know, when I was going through my divorce and all this other stuff they just said you know time you know there's many songs that talk about it and that one day you know you just wake up and you just not hurt anymore one day you wake up and you just don't feel that way i mean even about our bodies and our healings and again i want to say it's predicated us on us being purposeful and being mindful right being mindful of where our help, where our heart, where, you know, our motives are, where our thoughts are, 
what season we're in, being mindful of that. And if we're mindful, then eventually I believe and I want to believe, I have to believe, I, you know what I mean, that the healing will come so one morning you wake up and you know you ain't got that headache no more, <laughs> whether it be a person or a physical, you know what I'm saying? Hallelujah. One day you wake up and you know you're better and you feel better about your decisions and the things that you um, have done or not done. You find yourself in repentance. One day you will find yourself feeling forgiven. You know, one day you will find yourself being able to forgive. I know um, I have been praying one day and I have been praying and I, and I said to myself, I said, Lord, why well, I said to myself, I said the guy in myself in me, I said, I just thought that I was over that. You know, I thought I was done with that and I didn't know that I wasn't. Um, and so you still have to, you know, recognize, okay, I still have to deal with certain things, but in time it will get better. It has to, I, I hope that I hope that because if not, then again, we become each other's demise. You know what I'm saying? Like if we don't come to a place of let's end this and let's move on to something better. If we don't come to a place of that's not okay and it's not right. And we come to a place that I just want to stay in this place. Then how do we get better? How do we help people be better. You know what I'm saying? How do we feel better about things that have happened? Now, please do not get me wrong. There's a lot of things beyond my spiritual pay grade, a lot of things beyond my, you know, personal knowledge, even as a, a political science major and stuff like that. I had to realize that, you know, I'm so glad that colleges, after you graduate, they offer refresher courses because some of this stuff, I was like, it's been so long. I'm like, oh my goodness. And I had to do a lot of recall, you know, but again, it's time, time after a while. If you don't stay refreshed in your craft, if you don't stay refreshed in your gifting, if you don't stay refreshed in your anointing, if you don't stay refreshed in your teachings and stuff like that, eventually it becomes dormant. I don't think that we lose it because we don't use it. I just think that it becomes dormant. You know, it's still there. Just like they say, muscle has memory. So whether or not you use it or not, eventually, yeah, it had become dormant. But once you start using it and working it and stuff like that, it comes back the way it's supposed to come back. And that's just a natural part of our existence. But I want us to be mindful in our jobs, mindful in our positionings. And I know there are certain people, and God bless you, who hear me and listen to me and, you know, chime in on a conversation. But let's not forget that when you took an oath or a pledge or a vow... You said some things, you know, even in your marriage, through good, through bad, through the, that's the same thing. Like there's a season of everything. And now, you know what I'm saying? Again, it goes back to my word commitment. How, how quick we forget because it gets hard and you don't want to and you don't feel like it. But you have people who are looking 
at you. And they're looking at you because of what you say you represent. And so check yourself, what they say, before you wreck yourself. That's, that's, that's hood talk, right? <laughs> check yourself before you wreck yourself. Because, you know, and, I, and, I, and I'm a big firm believer in this, the wheat and the tears grow together. And even when you read that scripture and they say, well, should we take up the tears? And God says no, because they look identical. But eventually the tears fall off or something like that. I don't know the whole entire process of wheat um, harvest. But God said he's going to separate the wheat from the tears. And we're going to be able to identify and make a distinction. But I do think that if a lot of this stuff wasn't happening the way it's happening, we wouldn't be able to really identify, right? We would be able to, we, 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 can, we can guess and we can think, but now things become way more clear <laughs> when you see people at their fullness, right? When you see people, you know, when, when you see the end of the story, you, you see Right, and I thank God, hallelujah. Judgment is reserved for God and God alone. You understand what I mean? And and I'm talking about after fact, you know, because on here we have on on earth we have judges, right? And we have people who get to say what's right and what's wrong, and we have laws and stuff like that, and then you have moral law and all this other stuff, but ultimately judgment is reserved for God. So I don't get to say what or who, when, why, how, whatever. I don't get to say that. All I do is get to say what's on my heart to say, what I've been drawn to say, what I feel to say, and, you know, allowing that to be it, you know. And I thank God for the platform, um, and I thank God for the opportunity to speak my thoughts, you know, and I appreciate your time and um, having a conversation and listening and always please ACW K-I-M at Outlook.com. Feel free. I had read Ecclesiastes chapter 3 and just gave some thought about most of it, some of it rather, and just what I've been thinking about. And so have a most wonderful weekend and imagine my face.